As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, everybody. We are Matt and Kevin, and welcome to Season 2 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find us on social media at Believe in OWL and Believe.com. This week, we talk about the Overwatch League matches, the new changes to competitive, and the release of Echo. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to week 10 of the Believe in Overwatch League podcast. Um, happy, well, no, it's been April now. Um, happy week 10, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> happy, all like, uh, Easter was Sunday. That's what it was. It was Easter. <laughs> yeah. Happy post-Easter. Post-Easter. Yeah. How, how have you been? How was your last week? Uh... I've been I've been doing okay. Um, I've I've gotten a couple of games of Overwatch in, um, but most of my friends are dragging me over to to Valorant, which is it's kind of it's gotten me torn right now because I I kind of like both of them, but just for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, Overwatch is still like my pride and joy. Like I know that game inside and out, and I'm very used to the way how games are played there. But Valorant is a completely new experience for me, and I have no idea what's going on half the time. And uh, it, it's just kind of it's kind of weird, but it's also interesting to learn. Uh huh. Um, so, is it the Overwatch killer everyone thinks it is? Okay, so I feel like it's fifty fifty. If you are willing to meet in the middle of both what CS:GO is and what Overwatch is, then I don't think it's gonna be like the thing that ends everything. I do think that it is going to be kind of sliding in the lane of Overwatch a little bit. Um uh-huh. but that's what happens when a new game ha- like drops, right? Like everybody's like, "Oh, I'm going to hop on this on this game because it's brand new and I have a chance at making my name right. in the scene." So, yeah, everybody is probably I wouldn't say like would 100% move over there, but um it looks like the migration of especially like pros and other people who are not necessarily like in the super competitive scene are willing to 
slowly slide their way over there. Interesting. Okay. I know I know there's still a little bit of a uh we'll get to this later. Sinatra didn't play this week, but there's there's still um some rumblings that oh my god, is Sinatra gonna ditch Overwatch for Valorant? So Okay, I mean that that's a it's a common thing like you said of people wanting to get on the on the ground floor of, of something new and I mean Valorant's still in beta, right? It's still in the, it's, it's beta testing. It is in closed beta at the matter okay. like as of now. Um essentially the only way how you could get it is through watching Twitch streamers and getting it as a lucky drop um which is very very difficult um for a lot of people, but they're slowly opening it up more and more especially if they're dropping more keys for everyone, so um there there's a chance if if you have the capacity to play it i would say like go ahead and watch somebody for a little bit and try to get the key um it's definitely worth a shot cool i mean i i know i'll not be able to play it like i said before it's a pc only thing and they don't plan on on moving it to consoles and my mac can't run it so unless i you can you can run it on mac if you have like um that program that copies windows but i don't sad face yeah it's like a separate sandbox or something like that right um by the way happy belated happy thank belated you birthday thank uh, you. i i don't know what you did to celebrate but uh i'm sorry i couldn't get you that that spongebob cake uh actually two but... of my friends sent me a virtual spongebob cake because oh, i turned 25 so I, all i really wanted this year was the cake that said um i thought of something funnier than 24 25 Two of my friends sent me digital ones, so I'm good. But when this is all over, I'm going to actually buy that cake and then just find a way to hang out with friends and celebrate um, all the late birthdays that happened. Yep. So. Uh, I'm definitely going to be hitting that pool as well. Uh, mine is next Friday. Um, so I got to wait on on that. Happy early birthday. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully you find a way to have fun. All I did was stay home and play Overwatch and, and whatnot. I got Doom from my parents. Um, I'm still trying to find a new set of Joy-Cons for my Switch because the drift is so bad right now that it, like Animal Crossing is almost unplayable for me. Mm. So, yeah. Everywhere is sold out. So I just I need to keep looking at places to see if they'll get their shipments in and just get lucky. Although I think I read somewhere that Japan's like shuttered all production of pretty much everything Nintendo right now um because of the coronavirus. Yeah, a friend of mine who works at Target said that it's very difficult to get a hold of a Switch right now just because people are buying it up or yep. um you know, they they just want a console for for home. So I think that honestly right now is a good time for the video game market, but um at the same time it's getting harder to get your hands on some of the consoles um, that everybody wants. Speaking of, of internationally, this is just a, a fun thing that I wanted to to go over really quickly. Um, first off, I wanted to shout out my friend Kitty, who's also the, the captain of our um, team for the, the International Overwatch League. She gave us a shout out, so I wanted to give her a shout out. Um, she streams on Twitch if you want to watch her. it's uh, Her stream is kittycat, K-Y-T-T-Y-K-A-T um she's like on my birthday she's like yeah i listen to you every week so hooray um but also so i'm looking at the stats for um our, our show right now i have their top six states here um so 
which state do you think listens to us the most? Uh, I, I would hope that, you know, since we're both from California, uh, our friends would be listening to it the most. So I would, I would expect California. Okay. Okay. And this is, this is just for the last 30 days that I'm seeing. I okay. See the full history of. And this our, is just brand listening. new, right? Huh? This is, this is a brand new feature for us. Uh, yeah, or... it didn't show this breakdown back when we were just recording on, um, uh, what was it? Uh, whatever platform we used to use on yeah. Believe. Um, this is because we're on Art19 now, so we have a, this is a new stats platform. So, it's actually Minnesota. Minnesota? Yeah. That, that's, that's quite interesting. I, I'm kind of disappointed that my friends aren't listening, looking right. at you guys. Uh, but... You know, Minnesota, welcome to welcome to the podcast. Thanks for listening. Hi, Minnesota. I apologize for trying to butcher your accent in in the play that never happened. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we took Andrew Wiggins, but <laughs> I promise you he's in good hands. All right, so the next three states are tied. Okay, the next three states. Okay, okay. I hope California is in this in this like pool here. Um, let's see the next two. Um, I would say, let's see, I, who do I, who do we listen to a lot? Um, I would say probably like East coast teams as well. So I, I'm going to check Pennsylvania here and I'm also going to check, uh, how about New York? It's, um, it's Ohio and Maryland, Ohio and Maryland. I understand Maryland. They have a very good esports program. So does Ohio. So welcome welcome you guys. Welcome welcome to the party. Hello, Ohio. Um Ohio. and then California, right, was in there, was in the, the second place. There you um, go. So third place is also is a tie between two. Two. Um Okay. Uh let's see. Who who loves their Overwatch? I, I would say Texas would probably show up just because they have two Overwatch teams as well. Um, and I guess, let me just see. It, it's tough to just figure out, like, who's revving. I mean, let's try New York again. Um, Florida and South Carolina. Florida. So the listening to the Mayhem fans. Okay. And South Carolina. Uh, no team close to you guys, but I'm, I'm glad that you're listening to... The Overwatch coverage, hooray! Is, uh, yeah, it's it's a lot of fun for for everyone here. Yeah, and then so for top countries, the first one is the U.S. because that's where we're at. But the um the next four, I never would have thought would be our our top five. So we're just talking about who listens to us and where, right? Yeah. Okay, and we're talking how many countries? You said just uh, four. The next four. So U.S. is the top. Next four is top. Okay, so if the U.S. is top. Um. Wow. Uh, watch it be. Okay, I I think somewhere. Watch it be like mainland. Uh. Okay. Korea, South Korea. Um. Probably some place definitely in Europe. So I'm going to say, 
I'm going to say France, then Brazil. And then I'm just kind of, I'm getting my coverage here. Um, and then uh, what about, what about Egypt? No, 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 no. Pakistan. Okay. Four. Okay. You got them all wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's the UK. Okay. Then India. Then Canada. And then Macedonia. Macedonia showing up on the map. That's cool. Macedonia. Alexander the Great. Dang. Dang. Yeah. So hello to all of you. Thanks for listening. And even if we didn't mention your state or country, we do appreciate it. Um, Yeah, thanks for tuning in. And um, now that that's out of the way with all our thank yous, uh, let's get into this week's news. We have a lot of stuff that happened. Yes, we do. All right. So I think I wanted to start off with first is a couple weeks ago. Was it last week even? I think it was last week. Um, during the uh, the Watchpoint stuff, the, the desk team teased a, a a mini documentary about the cats who finally picked May in the hero band, which was Zoe's cat Nori. And they, they teased a hero we don't deserve, a Nori story. And I thought it was just going to be a joke. I'm like, I, I said last week, it'd be really cool if they made it. I didn't expect them to actually do it, but they did. did. Have you seen the video? I haven't sat down and watched the entire thing, but I heard about it. And um, I, I definitely want to take my time to go, go ahead and watch this. Um, but yeah. It's a four minute and 44 second video. Um, and it, pretty much it's, it's a lot of the, uh, the desk analysts and the casters just ragging on each other and doing it with the um the overarching theme of these are the cats that we need to save the overwatch league it's it's so good like i think my favorite part is when each of the casters comes on and like if you've ever seen a documentary you know how when someone comes on the screen they'll like they'll have a, a subtitle that says their name and like what their um what their position is or why they're relevant my favorite part of this video is just the the subtitles for each of these casters. It's fantastic. Like um, like for Uber, his um, his subtitle is "Shouts at Mr. X" because because <laughs> <laughs> uh, Uber and uh, Mr. X are are a casting team. So it's stuff like that. It's really good. I'm actually really happy that they did this. It's a four minute forty four second video. If you have the time, I would highly recommend it. Okay, so the next, I, I'll, I'm. This is not in order of what the nose page is at all, but just to get this out of the way too, um, Kevin, owl tokens are back. Yay, owl tokens. Kind of. Oh. Only, only kind of. Um, so the Overwatch League said, "Hey, we we heard you want Overwatch League tokens here. If you verify your account, you'll get a hundred, um, which isn't enough to get anything. It's it's enough to get half of something." Um, but for people like Kevin who are only like three away from getting a skin, you can potentially get the next skin if that's if that's how many you needed. Um, they didn't do this in time for y'all to get the the um, Doomfist Shock skin or the Brig Goat skin. So hopefully there's something interesting coming in the future. If you're a big Lucio fan, the um, the DJ emote is still in the um, token store. So that's really all you've got right now. Yeah, I only needed three, and I'm not going to spend like $5 or a dollar to get my 
tokens just to where it needs to be. So, yeah, I'm kind of glad that they're finding a way a little bit to to give us some league tokens. I just wish it was more integrated with watching the games as well. Right. I mean, they were trying with the actual homestands, but that's not available to everybody. Um, for a lot of people, that would mean a lot of heavy travel and a lot of spending of actual money. So may or may not have been worth it, depending on where you are and how big of a fan of Overwatch League you are and if you really like the skins or not. Um, do you think we're getting any more good um, League skins coming, considering that World Cup is almost here, um, Anniversary is almost here, um, and Sinatra hasn't gotten his MVP skin, kind of? Unless they're counting the, the Shock skin as both San Francisco Shock and Sinatra. No, nah, they're they're gonna have to give Sinatra his own skin. I I believe it has to be a Zarya skin, too. Um, that's something that would be really in his wheelhouse. Um, but I would also not discount if they do another Tracer skin, uh, for Sinatra. But it's really up to him because uh, Jonak was able to pick out his. Um, so we will see what they decide to do for, for Sinatra as well. Um, I think that if anything, this is heading towards not only trying to hype the overwatch league a little bit more, but also, um, yeah, a potentially new skin coming around the corner as well. Um, just to get people, uh, more involved and looking forward to spending their overwatch league tokens. They still, they really need to find another way. There's gotta be a way that they can get with YouTube to say, Hey, Twitch had this, our fan base really wants it. What can we do? I mean, Google pretty much runs the internet at this point. They can do something. Yeah, I would I would say try to figure out something with YouTube or if anything, have it be an in-game client thing. Once again, like if you're able to have a path to pro tab and let people watch the games from there, um, not only are you for sure knowing that they are watching the games, but you also can like track, oh, okay, what what is this player who's this player looking at the most and like uh what are we supposed to be looking at here so um yeah i just hope that there is a way for us to get league tokens in the future especially for newer fans who might have missed the chance to get overwatch league skins at the very least they're they're helping people get some tokens i mean i wish they would do like a full 200 just so someone can get everything somebody can get something everyone gets something i think the team skins are 100 but like anything extra is the not. special so yeah yeah the special ones are usually like 200 so at best you can get yourself a team skin um if you've had some saved over from actually watching the league back when it was on twitch you can um probably get something when it comes depending on if you like it or not i'm at i haven't gotten mine yet i think it you have until I think it's May 31st to do this. So um, just link your Battle.net account to your email or verify the account if you haven't done that already. And you should be good to get it eventually. They said it'll take a little bit of time to roll these out, but you should eventually see this in your in-game client. So moving on to something that everybody's been very anticipating, Echo dropped today. Um, she's now available on all modes. Uh, so that's competitive, quick play, arcade, everything. Um, if you if you want to play her on the um, arcade, there's the 
uh, what was it, almost no limits match <laughs> that's out there now because you have to have at least, what, two people maybe so that Echo can have a little bit of variation to to copy somebody and use her ultimate because Echoes can't copy Echoes. Um, my question is, is that is she going to be in Overwatch League this upcoming week or are they going to give it a little bit of a buffer time before they fully unleash her? If I were the league, I would give it a week just to allow people to kind of see what it what it can do, you know, um, and just give people some time to get used to the hero. But at the same time, uh, the Overwatch League players have been playing playing this forever, so um, they're they're just ready to get it in. So we we will see. Yeah, pretty much everybody except us console players has had Echo because um, she's been on the PTR. Um, for us and who are playing in the international Overwatch League, we had there's a, a voting system right now to debate whether or not she should be in this week's matches or we should wait a week so that people can um, get get used to her, like you said. My vote is to wait a week. Um, also, our first match is this week. So, yeah, I'd, I'd, <laughs> I'd rather not have to go up against Echoes for our first match because no one really... No one on the on the PS4 game has really mastered her yet, so give us a little bit of time to figure out what she's strong against, what she's weak against, and then we should be good. Um, I don't know if you saw Kevin, but I think that this was really quickly taken down, but she had uh, what looks like an actual legitimate contender skin, but it was taken down for whatever reason. Yeah, that was that was one thing that I was really confused about. Uh, I saw it and I was like, "Oh, it's a Houston Outlaw skin. That's pretty cool." But then you look closer at it and you're like, "Oh, wait, that's the Overwatch League like logo and stuff like that." And I I would have been totally down to to get this, um, but I'm very confused about why they didn't keep it in. Do you think maybe that they took it down so they can redesign it so it doesn't look so much like? Um like the Houston Outlaws? Uh, that could definitely be one. Uh, but honestly, if they were going to do that, I would have liked it to still be in the store to allow people to have the chance to even get it. And then if they want to make an edit to it, they have the option to do it uh, later on. And just, just kind of the same way how like the Hanzo uh, stoic skin or whichever one had like the beard. Um like one of the beard colors was like it was like white or like it was just different from the rest of his facial hair and then they they changed it they fixed it up again so yeah i would have loved to keep the contender skin in the game uh and if they wanted to make edits to it they could have done it later on yeah make it like a special edition one like like a misprint you know have you played her yet have you tried her out today uh, I haven't been able to get into the servers even. Um, oh, wow. It's essentially like you load in and you have to wait uh, for for people to, you know, clear out. Um, for me, there was like 400 people ahead of me and I was like, uh, I, I don't. Wow. <laughs> Do I want to wait in queue to, to get into a game where I have to wait in queue? Um, it's the line before the line, you know? <laughs> um, but honestly, I think I will I will give it a shot sometime this week. Uh, I have to wait for, you know, the the initial day hype to go down and then um, I will take my shot. Um, I feel like it's just going to be very difficult and very interesting to learn how Echo works and which tanks am I even allowed to play against Echo. Um, yeah. Considering how much pressure uh, 
she puts, especially on tanks and on the rest of the game. I think Hog is a really good counter to her because of the hook. You can just fish her out of the sky if you if your aim is good enough and your timing is good enough. Yeah, it's one of those things where if you pick up uh, Roadhog, it's the same reason of like why you use Roadhog to counter Doomfist in a way. Um, if the flight pattern is predictable, you're able to catch him off guard. But at the same time, uh, the, the one thing that I'm mainly afraid of is like if Echo replicates the hog, uh, you're giving a free whole hog in a matter of seconds. You get the halt hook and then a breather and you you have your ult. So um, it's the difference between being the ult battery and, you know, being the counter to Echo, which makes it very difficult. Right. For me, her flying is a little bit weird. I don't know. It, it's I'm used to flying as Farah, and I think I like Farah's fight a little bit more. It has a little bit more sustainability, um, and a little bit it has I think a bit more control. So I'm not. I think she has. I think Echo definitely has more utility. It's just her. Her. I think I like Farah in the air better. I think I'm still more comfortable playing Farah. Um, it's going to take me some getting used to because with, with Echo, you just have the initial ascent and then float down. It's like you got Farah's um, jump jet and then stuck fa- uh, Mercy's float on it is the comparison that's that's been thrown around. Yeah, it gives her a different like set of movement, which will definitely take time to get used to. But um, I still feel like her kit is really strong, but uh, we'll see if the rest of the overwatch league and the rest of the players really figure out how to counter her. I think I'd really like is her, um, her sticky bombs because they have the initial impact damage and then there's about a second before they explode. And if you kill the target before the, they explode, I'm pretty sure this happens. This is what I've seen when I've been playing her in arcade is if you kill the target, the sticky bombs just kind of drop to the floor. So they'll still explode. So I think that's a, a good little twist onto her yeah i guess you can consider it kind of the same way how i guess everybody is now junk rat um <laughs> except it hurts your your team instead of the other team dying so um yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be an interesting next couple of days just trying to get used to echo and what she can give uh to the rest of the team how much do you think she's gonna be uh, a change to the both the competitive and the the professional scenes Mm, once again i feel like it's very difficult to say right now um just because like in the competitive scene i feel like we have so many good hit scans and other players who are just really good at like you know hitting floating targets um that echo will not be played at that level as much as we would like to see but at the same time i feel like her kit is so strong that even if they have a mccree or something um, and you're able to, you know, 1v1 the McCree or get the damage out, you're going to win the fight anyways. Plus, Replicate is such a big ability. Um, it gives you so much time to just figure out how to play it. Um, so, yeah, honestly, I feel like Echo is going to have some presence, especially in the competitive, um, in the competitive scene, but it's only going to be as good as how good the hit scans are in said rank. So um, 
I would definitely say go for it. If Echo seems like the right pick for you, go for it. But uh, if not, like, don't try to force it to be the best pick. It's not going to be overpowered forever. Cool. So another really big change that's coming in through to pretty much the entire competitive Overwatch scene as we know it, including the professionals, that uh, we're going to have a unified hero pool and no more map pools. Um I'm just very confused as to one, why it took this long to get there and what the plan was in the beginning, because what's happening now is the competitive scene contenders open division and the overwatch league are finally going to have that single unified um, hero pool ban. So it's going to be the one tank, the one um, healer and the two DPS across every single um competitive form of overwatch um they're going to use an algorithm now that's going to predetermine which um heroes are picked so no more um drum no more flash cards no more cats uh and so it's gonna it's not just going to be using the um the play from the overwatch league because that wouldn't be fair to the people who aren't playing professionally so it's also going to use um what they call high level competitive games to use their uh, their pick rates and eventually um, take the last two weeks of play, throw that into the algorithm, and then whatever it spits out are the heroes that are going to be banned. Um, so for this week, those heroes are Widowmaker, McCree, Reinhardt, and Brigitte. Um, yeah, and so for the map pools thing, um, initially what we had for the last couple seasons of both competitive play and I guess in the the Overwatch League is that there's a certain number of pools that we have for for maps to to pick from or not to pick from or to to be placed in and the the reasoning according to the Overwatch League forum website was they were trying to um, limit how much people were playing on Horizon and Paris because our feedback from those maps has generally been negative it's generally people don't have fun playing them and they also wanted each competitive um, season to feel a little bit different from the others. According to all the feedback that the Overwatch League has been getting and just the Overwatch team in general, it's not working. So starting today, uh, they got rid of that map pool. So there's going to be no map pools. And what they're doing is they're pulling um, Horizon and Paris completely out of the rotation they're going to completely rework the maps to make them better and more fun for us to play. And then eventually when they're right, they'll put them back in thoughts, Kevin. Yay. Honestly, like I- I'm glad that if they don't like a map, they were able to just take it out of rotation. They could have just said that uh, from the beginning and we could have just had all of the maps. Um, once again, I do feel like it was Paris and like horizon that we're having a lot of the more difficult pushes. It wasn't really necessarily um, easy to get on those points. But at the same time, I'm glad that like we now have every map available. We don't have to currently like think about, oh, well, we have to play on Horizon or like certain like Volskaya and other things. And it's only locked into those three. Um, we're able to kind of play everything and work around whatever happens to be in the pool. Um, and then as for the unified hero pool, uh, I'm for sure on board with that. Um, I was tired of having just random weeks where 
I would not be able to play the game or my friends wouldn't be able to play the game. Um, now it's really, really unified. So once again, it's uh, Widow McCree, Reinhardt, and Brig. Um, it is very similar to the first hero bands for the Overwatch League, but um, we are going to have that going into our competitive games. And um, it's a lot easier to manage that way, honestly. One, why do you think it took them so long to do this? And two, like, what was the point of all the really weird bans that they were doing in um, competitive? Like, it's been pretty stable with the Overwatch League so far with being the one tank, the one healer, and the two DPS. But with um, the competitive scene, they pretty much did everything but. Uh, I felt like in terms of, like, how long, why it took so long. um they were afraid of just like switching it up so drastically all the time. Um, even though they do that to us by season. Um, so honestly, I hope that when it does come, come back to like the map pools thing, they should have done it earlier and just said like, okay, we are reworking these two maps. Um, so we don't have to worry about it. It would have been a lot less stress, um, for other players, uh, dealing with the way how the map pools work. And then, the reason why it took them so long to unify the hero bands and hero pools, uh, I, I have no idea, honestly. Uh, I think the Overwatch team was just like, you know what? We should try to ban six DPS this week. Uh, it's just like, you know what? We, we have a spinner. Uh, we'll see if it what, what it lands on. All right, two, two supports are banned. All right. Just like the most random like things possible. It just made it so difficult and so hard uh to to even play the game on some weeks like that one week where all the hit scans except for ash was available uh that was just a really weird week um and i'm glad that it's more unified i'm glad that right now we get to we get to play whatever the overwatch league is playing and we get to see uh how the pros are dealing with it as well um there's a reason why they're gonna have like amazing coaching staff and all that stuff um, we kind of want to see how we can implement that into our own games. Right. Cause at, before this, there was really no point in, unless you you're watching it because you enjoy it. If you're watching the league to try to improve your game, it w- didn't really matter because our hero pools were different than theirs and you couldn't really apply what they were doing to what we're doing. And that's honestly one of the very like, one of the few reasons why people will watch the overwatch league is to watch what the pros are doing and learn from it. Um, we like, that's just honestly how it was. Like we, the reason why the goats meta was so big was because we were watching the competitive ladder and we saw how it worked. Um, and then how the pros were dealing with it. Like how, how do they play it? What's the difference between what I'm, what am I doing versus what they're doing? Um, how do we, do we win these fights? So, that was the main question when it came down to these things. It's like, what is most effective in this certain meta and how does it work? So um, I'm glad that heroes are all the same across everything. Um, and it makes, you know, games a lot easier to play. Um, and I'm glad that Overwatch, the dev team, isn't just throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that we won't complain. Um because we we are we're we just we are tired of just inconsistency over the course of our competitive games 
Um, so I'm glad that there is more stability coming into it. For me, I think the reason maybe why they were doing it differently for us versus the professional scene is maybe they were trying to differentiate the two still. I don't understand why they would want to. Um, because, I mean, there's only a certain number of people who are playing at the professional level. So if if they were trying to make each scene distinct, like they were doing with um, kind of the reasoning behind the map pools is they want each scene, each season to be very different. Um, it, it just didn't make sense to me. I, I think that they they wasted time. They They probably turned off a lot of people from playing it that would have been playing it for these past... I don't know how many weeks that we've had the rotating weird hero bands, but I, I, I really think that the Overwatch League needs to test these things out before it rolls these things out. Not just the League. I mean, Overwatch in general needs to, to do more testing and, before it rolls things out rather than using all of us as that testing and then rolling things back or tweaking them after people are already discontent with what it is. And right now, honestly, isn't the time to be doing it. Um, if if anything, like what you're doing is turning your own like community away from the competitive game. Like, for example, like let's say if I play, if I play Reinhardt, which I do, and is banned this week, like I have to play Monkey or I have to play Diva right this week. I can't play what I want to play um, in the way how it's supposed to be done. Um, I was fine with the way how hero bands or how can I say I was fine with the hero. What is it? The, the roll lock, like roll lock was fine, but now taking away like certain heroes will turn people off and away. And what are they going to do when they have that FPS craving? They're going to be going to a different game. Um, regardless, like this is not a good look, honestly, for, for blizzard, um, but I, at the same time, I don't want them to roll back everything that they've done. Um, I, I feel like, you know, roll lock should stay, but hero bands um, are going to still be affecting the way how people or the interest, the amount of interest that is going to be into uh, into the games itself. So um, keep that in mind, Blizzard. Speaking of consistency, even more inconsistency, uh the Overwatch League, even though um, we we were hoping after these last two weeks they found their their stride, doing a a ten match per week thing, uh, yeah, ten matches per week uh, on the weekend. Um, we, we we're not getting that this upcoming week. It's starting Thursday, so instead of two days, we're getting four days of Overwatch League, and instead of ten matches, we're getting nine. Okay, so we're getting two matches on Thursday, three matches on Friday. Two on Saturday and two on Sunday. That's a total of nine. Um, I I really don't understand any of the decisions they're making at this point. Yeah, honestly, I was fine with ten games on Saturday and Sunday. Like that that was fine. It yes, it's a lot of games, but at the same time, it gives us something to look forward to. Um, just you know, weekends are for Overwatch, but. Now they're starting on Thursday, but yeah, it's just, it's weird. Um, you would expect them with more days to cover more matches, but it seems like, you know, we'll only get one or two a day. Um, 
And honestly, like this level of inconsistency, inconsistency uh, is making it not a routine anymore. Uh, to put it, to kind of make an analogy, it's like a streamer who streams inconsistently. It's like, yeah, it's cool. I want to watch their gameplay, but sometimes like they're never on or they get on super late or just at random times. Um, I'm talking about myself here. I, <laughs> I don't stream consistently. Um, I just stream whenever I feel like it. And that's why people are like, what are you doing? Like, are you, are you streaming this week? Are you, are you doing something? But honestly, like when it comes down to trying to get more people to watch your stuff, being consistent is one of the few things that like people can look forward to. It's like, okay, Saturdays at five overwatch league, like, you know, on certain days we know it's overwatch league day. Um, but now we are at the point where we're like, we don't know like what day we're supposed to watch certain matches. We don't get an update on what, the schedule is until like the next week um, or even a couple days before that. And we're all scrambling to just try to figure out what days we're supposed to watch the games. Like, um, like right now, I think if you were to go on the overwatch league site, you can't even look at what's happening next week. Honestly, I don't mind having more days and having it more spread out. It just gives me more time to watch these and take notes. But I would like some consistency. I, I don't want to log on next week to try to see when the games are and find out they're only on Sunday or there's one per day or there's no matches at all. It's just, it's, it's difficult keeping up with everything they're doing. Yeah. It just, just say Fridays, Fridays through Sunday, like three games a day. I would be fine with that. Just, you know, pick a number, play that many games, and then just do it. Like, how hard is it for you guys to just be like, we want, you know, just keep it consistent. I'm just kind of, I'm kind of mad at the fact that they switch it up on us all the time. And there's no way for us to really enjoy the content. Do you think that they're, what do you think is going to happen after this week? Do you think they're going to change it up again? Do you think they're going to try this for a couple of weeks and see if it works? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> it's one <laughs> of those things where you're just like, okay, Blizzard, you do you. Uh, but honestly, I hope that they just do it for like, I hope that they find a way how to keep it consistent. Like, that's one thing that I, I'm still confused about like you're you guys couldn't figure that out really easily. Like even the two days with five games on each day was fine by me. Um, it was a lot to take in. Yes, but we were able to, you know, if we had highlights, we, we do have highlights now. Um, we have that we have, you know, the matches themselves. We could just sit down and be like, all right, yeah, don't talk to me Saturday or Sunday. I'm watching Overwatch League. Like that's what I'm doing today. Um, but now it's just like, oh, I, I have to watch Overwatch on Thursday and Friday and Saturday and Sunday. But like it's it's just so inconsistent and it, and it really bugs me. I don't know. In, in the time where you really need this, this is Overwatch League's time to really 
solidify a viewership base because there's no other sports going on. I mean, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but Call of Duty League is just starting up again, right? Yes, it is. Okay, so for, for the longest time, Overwatch was the only name in sports. What have you, why have you not been capitalizing on this? Why have you been jerking us all around? I mean, I understand it's hard to figure these things out, but you had two whole weeks where you could have hammered these details out instead of just kind of futzing around. Um, hopefully they stick with this for a little bit longer so we don't have to just, I don't know. I don't even know anymore. I have no words. I think we've used up all of our words on this topic. Yeah, once again, like I feel like Blizzard missed the opportunity here. Um, and in the absence of good Overwatch or Overwatch being consistent and being like the top game, uh, you know, things like Valorant and other FPSs are slowly like sliding into the spot that, that you could have had. Um, like... Right now, we, we could have been talking about, oh, the well, we are later on going to be talking about the league matches um, and, you know, how the game is going right now. But um, right now, the current topic that only pe- that people want to talk about is, you know, the newest release. Um, and without them keeping up or at least keeping interest, uh, you they are going to lose their, their player base. Anyway, speaking of not capitalizing on certain things... Um... The the invisible player of the Shanghai Dragons, Gaguri, was named one of Forbes Asia's 30 under 30 for 2020. Um, now let me bring up the blurb that they wrote about her. Okay, so um, fellow pro gamer Siyon Kim, I did not pronounce that properly, I apologize, Gaguri, better known by her gamer name Gaguri, is an esports player from South Korea playing Overwatch, a popular team-based shooting game. In early 2018, Kim became the first woman to play in the global Overwatch League competition when she joined the Shanghai Dragons in China. She is also known for her quick and precise computer mouse movements. Kim started her pro gaming career in 2016, making her debut as the first female and one of the youngest players in the Korean tournament Overwatch Apex. Yeah, uh, when was the last time we saw Giguri play? Uh, the Shanghai Invitational for one map. Uh, <laughs> she played for one map in the preseason. Uh, and she was on, she wasn't even on Zarya. She was on Orissa, of all things. Um, and yeah, they haven't played her. Like, the Shanghai Dragons, yes, are a good team. Um, but honestly, if you're keeping her here to just be like a prize, like, you guys are like, oh, we signed the first you know, female gamer to our team. You're not even playing her. Uh, she's a great Zarya player. She's probably like one of the most high IQ diva players I've seen. Um, why aren't you playing her? Um, is, those are like the big questions that I have, um, obviously going into this. And I'm, I'm really glad that she got onto this, uh, you know, 30 under 30. Um, for for esports at least there's a couple other names that i saw on here that i'm like very very cool um what is it they're just like cool names that i i know of um but it's kind of disappointing like she's here she's getting fame and recognition but nobody's playing her 
Um, so if I were honestly the the dragons, honestly, if you guys aren't gonna play Gregory, feel free to trade her to a different team. Like she's not going anywhere. She hasn't played Overwatch in a while because you fit you you're not even like putting her in the rotation. Um and yeah, especially during weeks when you know you could use a, a Zarya player or a Diva player who's who has that level of IQ. You you need that. I was looking through the Twitter comments because the Dragons posted that but this is where I saw it on the Dragons Twitter page. Um yeah, but a lot of the Oh, besides the congrats Giguri comments that were flooding the page, there was still a little bit of debate and discussion as to like why are you not playing her then if she's so influential? And a lot of it is because um they're just keeping her there because she makes news and she has the most, if not one of the most, bought jerseys in the Overwatch League. They're keeping her for the money and for the news. They they could care less how well she plays, honestly, at this point. Um, I think the Dragons are in, in a secure enough position within their division that they can take the risk, if they consider it a risk, and play Gagori and not really have to worry about the record so far. Um, they're far and away, I think, better than the Hunters, and I think that the Spark and the Charge are still kind of stuck middling and duking it out with each other. I think the dragons are, are stable and technical and, and skilled enough to try new comps and, and let other players get a shot. Um, I totally agree with you in that if the dragons aren't going to play her, another team needs to pick her up because she, she, she can't just be, the invisible figurehead like are they feeding her is she actually a practice what is, what does she do knowing that she hasn't played and she's getting this award like how would you feel as Gaguri, knowing that you are considered one of the most one of the 30 most influential people under 30 in asia and you don't play yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of messed up honestly like she is a good player she has proven her skill and nobody is giving her the chance to shine. Um, the best way for me to really put this is to trade her. I think she's good on other teams. Like other teams could definitely use, use the, use the help here. Um, and if you're just using her to make money and make fodder, then just do that with your other players. You have good players on your team. Uh, or if you're really trying to do it, just sign another, sign another female gamer to your team. Uh, like, if that's really the only reason why you're keeping her, you're denying her of playing the game, um, and it, it's just kind, it's kind of sad. Yeah, I, I don't. At this point, do we have any hopes of ever seeing her? Because I've kind of given up on the dragons playing her at all. Exactly. I feel like she, her contract either needs to be bought out or. Or hear me out. She she goes to a different game. Uh, it could happen, uh, especially since we've already had most of the tier two, at least the Montreal Rebellion team, saying, "Oh yeah, we're we're not gonna do tier two anymore." Uh, I feel like a lot of players are gonna be hopping ship as well. All right. Well, uh, do you have any news you want to talk about? Um, not 
Overwatch wise, there's not a lot going on um, other than what we've already talked about. Um, I just honestly, I just I just want Overwatch to be a little bit more consistent with the way how things are being done, which they are now addressing. Um, but I also hope that there is something big around the corner uh, other than the, you know, the anniversary event. Um, because right now it feels like they're trying to put band-aids on something that has been an underlying issue for keeping audiences like interested. Um, and now that all of the spotlight is being taken off of them, they're, they're trying to do everything that they can, but um, they, they honestly need to figure out what they want to do with, with overwatch. Um, honestly, if it were me, I'm fine. If they like work on overwatch for a little bit, then they keep putting in all of their effort into making overwatch two. Um, and then when overwatch two drops, it's going to be something that is going to, you know, create a lot of hype, maybe bring players back. Um, but right now it just seems like, um, these are just kind of, kind of easy like easy way out just trying to you know maybe get some attention trying to bring people back but um i think the way how they're dealing with it the way that blizzard's dealing with it it's a little too late squandered the opportunity of a quarantine where no one can do anything but stay inside and play video games come on blizzard this was your golden opportunity <laughs> exactly they they, they missed the the total open that they had uh going into this so i'm like everybody's literally in lockdown the only thing that we can do to pass the time is do chores around the house and play video games and if you're not making your game the best that it can like i do understand like you know most of them probably can't do the work right now but like you need to at least get us interested in something coming up around the corner We have Echo, and that's pretty much all we have to look forward to until the game releases. Um, hopefully, it'll change the game enough to, to maybe tide us over a little bit. Um, I just really hope that the wait's worth it. And remember, guys, you can game together, but separately. Uh, I feel like this is one of the very few things that we can do to stay in touch uh, during the quarantine. And... You know, playing games online is definitely one of those, but making sure that like you're checking in with your friends when you actually play. Um, we do that. Well, at least I have a group. We all tune in at uh, at 11 p.m. Uh, my time, and we just play whatever games we have uh, available. And it's just to make sure not only like you know are they okay, we can just like chill and hang out. Um, most of them I have made over the course of my Overwatch career. They're all Overwatch players um, that are in that in that little group of mine, and we we just hang out. And this is one of the very few times where us gamers have the advantage. Uh, so <laughs> take full advantage of it. Make sure that you're staying together and staying connected um, through Overwatch or whichever games you decide to play. But yeah, just make sure to stay in touch during this during these uh, quarantine times. All right. Well, if that's the end of our news segment, thanks for listening in to our, our very packed week this week. Um, I don't know what we can look. I, I honestly don't know what's coming next week. Everything's so up in the air at this point that um, 
we're just kind of having to take it as it comes. Uh, everything's so inconsistent. Anything that could have happened this week could really be literally be overturned tomorrow. Like they, Blizzard can literally say, you know what? Screw that. We're doing something different. Um, so stick in there, guys, with the game. We'll bring you the best news that we can when we can. Um, and have a great week playing the game. Stay safe. Wash your hands. And yeah, let's beat this coronavirus so we can get back to normal life. Next week, we cover more Overwatch League matches and our thoughts on the new competitive scene. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. If you like what you hear, please like, rate, and subscribe to us on all your favorite podcast platforms and follow us on all social media at Believe in OWL. Questions or comments? Please send us an email at believeinowl at gmail.com. If you'd like to advertise with our show, please contact our network at believe.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.